The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're taking you behind the scenes at our business strategy weekend. Yeah, we took two full days away, booked an Airbnb to look at what we want to do with Email Marketing Heroes and how to make it grow while improving everything for our customers and team. I think you're going to really enjoy coming behind the scenes with us this week. Now, just before we do that, we have put together something really cool for you, and it's totally free. See, we know that you want to make more sales from your email marketing. That's why you're listening to this show. But you can't make more sales if nobody's clicking on the links in your emails. And that's why we decided to put together 12 really creative ways to get more clicks from every email you send in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. It's yours free as a listener to this podcast today when you go to emailmarketingheroes.com for slash tricks he can't make pancakes even though he knows how it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and he has cut his sugar down in his tea from three spoons of sugar to one and a half spoons of sugar it's psychological mind reader kennedy So you know how, yeah. but you can't. Or, or as somebody like taking, I need a, has somebody taking your pancake, I don't know, things off you? I need to, to sort of draw the distinction between knowledge and skills. So like, I know how to play a piano. You put your fingers on the keys and you push them down, but I can't play Beethoven's, whatever Beethoven wrote. <laughs> um, I think it was um, Hit Me Baby One More Beethoven, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, hit me Beethoven one more time. Hit me Beethoven one more back. Uh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I've always had, um, like, as long, as long as I can remember, I've always had the shocked face of people when they say, how many sugars in your tea? And they're like, and they go, three, please. And they go, what? And they look at your face as if it's about to fall off. Well, if it makes any difference, I thought when I made a cup of tea earlier today, I'll just put uh, one spoon of sugar in because I, I usually have two. Um, and I didn't realise I hadn't dried up my teaspoon, so I picked up a tablespoon and I just still went with one one spoon. I thought that would be fine. And then oh. as, the, as the sugar sort of fell from the spoon, like, ah, like <laughs> save me, save me, I realised it was too late. Uh, so it was nice, though, was it? Was it a treat? No, it was awful. Oh, dear. Anyway, hello. We are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time. With a brand new episode... Every email marketing Wednesday. And of course, those episodes are still available when you get to the end of the week and it's ready for Psychology Sundays. This is well and truly uh, a new thing that I'm starting. It's in my new campaign. I think everyone's going to jump on board Psychology Sundays on uh, hashtag Psychology Sundays. I've got the name right and everything on Instagram (laughs) at Robin Kennedy every Sunday. Yeah, all right. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to make sure that you don't miss an episode of the show. 
while you're here, grab a little screenshot of this episode, this very episode, as it appears on your podcast player or on your computer, wherever you're listening to this, uh, on the wireless, and or take a selfie of yourself. Uh, a selfie of yourself. I always say that. Take a selfie of yourself. Uh, <laughs> take a selfie of a stranger. We all say these stupid words, don't we? Like, I'm just recording this little video to tell you about. Why are you telling them that? Watching you on the video. They know this. Anyway, uh, take a selfie and put it on Instagram and tag us at Robin Kennedy. We'd love to share it and share people with people what you're listening to. Yeah, we thought we'd tell you why so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation. You see, we've been using Keep as our email marketing platform of choice for more than 12 years each. And we've got four accounts between us because it allows you to manage your contacts, build amazing email automations and run your whole sales and marketing system all in one place. And with their swanky new user interface, it is super intuitive. They're sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show. And to get you going even faster, when you take your free trial through our special link that I'll give you in a second, you'll also get our subscriber re-engagement campaign and our overcoming sales objections campaign that we call the Interrogator pre-installed and set up for you inside of your account along with training on each of those things to help you get them working even faster for you. To get all of that and get your free trial, just go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep today. So we went on holiday, didn't we? We took well, a trip. I mean, I mean, it sounds much more um, much more cosy than it was. It, sounds, so, uh, it was starting to sound very romantic in your introduction. Rob and I booked a two-day Airbnb in uh, Airbnb Manchester. into Manchester. So some people take their business retreats to, you know, the far-flung corners of the world. Uh, we went to Manchester because that's that's where our business is at. That's the far-flung corner of England. Of, of the north-west. Anyway, so we, we, we decided, first of all, the first of all, the, str- the first strange thing I should say about this is we keep calling it a weekend. It actually wasn't on a weekend. It was two days in the middle of the week. Yeah. But we refer to it as a weekend because two days together make a weekend. Do you agree? Um, yeah. I think that kind of and, is. So- and we should say this thing came at a cost, you know? So we booked the train travel and we thought, well, we'll go first class because the business is paying for it. So we'll do that. We booked an Airbnb. And truthfully, when Airbnb first came out, or at least my memory of Airbnb, it was quite a cheap way to stay places. Everyone was like listing their apartments quite cheap and stuff because they had to compete with hotels as this new trendy kid on the block. But actually now, typically, Airbnbs are way more expensive expensive than hotels as they probably should be because you get all the convenience of kitchens and all that stuff and your own place so it this this thing came at a cost like we didn't do this um we weren't trying to cut costs here and do this as cheap as possible and stay in the budget hotel and all of that because we wanted to make sure that we stayed somewhere comfortable that we gave ourselves a bit of a treat and that actually we could see the value in this experience and in what we were doing so that's the first thing i would say is we weren't trying to cut corners here it gets you in that mindset of like, I've got to work hard to deserve this. You know, we've right. we've invested in this. We haven't gone away for a bit of a jolly. And the reason we booked an Airbnb and not a hotel was because we wanted to be quite isolated, be able to close the door and get our heads down and do a lot of work. If you've got a hotel room, you've got pads of paper over a bed and it's just like a mess, that's no good. We, wanted, we, we purposely booked this place because it had three working areas that we could work in. That was like a low coffee... T- and this is one of the things when we're looking at the photos of where to book for this retreat. 
We were like, there's the coffee table in the lounge area. It was quite an open plan sort of place. And so there was the co- a little coffee table. We could do some work there. And then for a bit of a change, there was a, like a really high breakfast bar in the kitchen with lovely trendy stools around it. We could work there. And then there was the big dining table in the dining room area. So... That meant we could, like, keep ourselves refreshed and fresh and stuff like that to keep our brains active without feeling like we're sort of trapped into some dingy hotel room. Also, it was a big open-plan space that that helped us to really not feel confined in, like, oh, I'm getting sort of bogged down with this. And, of course, because we wanted to make sure that we were enjoying ourselves and, you know, why not... uh, we booked the comedy club in Manchester. We went to the Frog and Bucket. Do you remember? We it did. Was, uh, it, it was uh, it was a good time, and uh, we had we had a nice meal. We went to a Brazilian restaurant and 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 had some cocktails one night too. So we made a real time of it and made sure that we were going to get away and we're going to get value from it. But what do we actually mean? First of all, before we get into what we actually did there, to give you some ideas of what you might want to do in your business. By getting away, what we really meant was we told our team not to contact us unless something was on fire, right? If something was going to be on fire and it was absolutely broken and could not wait, then, yes, tag us on Slack, drop us a message. Actually, I think what we did is we said our, our CTO, Colin... Um, everybody's on Slack with Colin, and Colin has my WhatsApp number. And I said, Colin, you can you can message me on WhatsApp if anything's on fire. But otherwise, we're shutting off Slack. We signed out of Slack, and what that meant is the team got to be uh, get get to get their own kind of independence. But it also meant that we weren't ever going. That's a really good thought, and we could do this. And we could what? Oh yeah, what should that customer do? And we're sort of replying to uh, to day to day business stuff. So that was the first really important thing is we were away from where we live, which is in the which is near Newcastle, and we were in a different city, we're in a different location, we're in, a, in an Airbnb, and we told the staff don't contact us. We need to get into a different mindset to be thinking about the business in a different and fresh way. And the whole thing was wrapped with just the nice things. Like, you know, we didn't cook in the in the apartment at all. We went out and ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner out in nice places, which we wouldn't ordinarily do at home. So it had a taste of holiday about it. And on the lead up to this, we both kept a document. We just opened a Google document, saved it as things to discuss in Manchester. That's literally what it was called. And we would literally just hurl ideas into this document independently without really discussing them. Just Kennedy would notice something and put it in. I would notice something and put it in. Sometimes we'd have both put the same thing in when we actually came to condense this down into a sort of agenda. And basically what we were looking for is stuff that was just problematic in the business. So things that we were encountering that were a problem. We were looking for things that we felt like we were doing and shouldn't, maybe shouldn't be doing. And that was up for discussion when we got there. We were looking for things that were repeatedly happening that were like, that really shouldn't be the case. We're looking for opportunities for growth. Like what else could we do here to like maximize the profitability of the business and those kind of things. And so literally what we ended up with was a really unorganized, disorganized, that's the word, disorganized, potential agenda for this meeting which then just before we went and actually i think on the train on the way down we sort of organized into sections like okay well let's categorize all of the random junk we've put into this document so that actually it makes some sort of sense as a conversation and then we can figure out 
you know, how, how long have we got to spend on each of those things, given how long we've actually got being away? And, uh, and you know, w- will we even have enough time? You know, are we going to run out of time and be traveling home without having finished this, this whole debacle? And we put it together. And really, the main focus of all of that was to do with and and this is going to be different the next time we do this because spoiler alert we've booked another one of these um for may where we're going down to bristol a city we have both been to and love and um one of one of the things that our focus for this one though was the fact that we are currently or have been the real bottleneck in our business or at least that's the way it felt and so the the idea of manchester was to figure out is that true or is that just something we've we've decided and if it's true how do we solve that and it's loads of things it's stuff like customer support is waiting for us like linda who runs our customer support is amazing at replying to customers but a lot of the time she's just putting what we say our answers and stuff into really nice words to give to customers that kind of thing so she was constantly waiting for us to get back to her with an answer to some question tech build stuff in response we we were approving every graphic for our podcast every graphic for social media and there's loads of them um, every sales page every lead magnet page signing off the final uh, version of every podcast episode after it's been finely tuned and things planning every episode of the podcast making sure everything in the league is where it's meant to be when it's meant to be working with our agency clients going back and forth between writers in the agency and clients in the agency look we could go on and on and on but the fact is we felt bad the team were waiting everything was slow and the truth is that could really affect customers it could really affect members and we're not okay with that right uh, totally i mean i think we, we didn't let it get to the point because we're both quite acutely aware of customer experience and what we're very sensitive to that as people anyway so it didn't get to the point where it was affecting anybody but it could have as we continue to grow the business how you get more customers these things just become amplified so the stuff that you're experiencing right now as you figure out your messaging and your sales and you're getting more sales in and building your business the little niggles the little problems that are showing up where that takes a bit long and that's i'm always feeling like i'm behind or whatever that's only going to get worse. So when you start identifying them, start sticking them in a document. And that's when it's a good time for you to start looking at what are the processes that you can put in place, the systems or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be probably systems and people. That's what ours always come down to, systems and people. Sometimes it's decisions as well, like what to keep, what to, what to go, what to let go. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But that's what it all comes down to. Like the, the problems you've got now are only going to get amplified. So... The first decision that we made was we have to somehow train ourselves out of full responsibility for everything. Now, ultimate responsibility for the whole business obviously lies with us, obviously. But the day-to-day responsibility of making sure that the podcast goes up on a Wednesday and we have a plan for what's for the guests who are coming on and what we're going to talk about and what promotions we're doing and when and what's going to be is that thing that we recorded for the league inside the league all those decisions and all that checking shouldn't have to land with us and it was all about how do we empower the people in our team who we've chosen to work with us because we know they're excellent we've already put faith in them how do we empower them further to make decisions to own elements of the business and have that responsibility rather than every single person reporting to us so what the first thing we did is we mapped out all the names of the members of our team and we have quite a large team considering how small a business we are now there's a reason for that and that's a strategic reason i'll briefly share that right now 
What we used to do was have a really lean team. We used to have just a few people in the team, but that meant when one person left because that person had lots of responsibilities, lots of jobs to do, when they left, that was a big crater in the business. There was a big hole in the business that we had to find and replace somebody for. So instead of that, what we have is we have lots more people each doing a little bit and being super focused, super uh, attentive to that one thing. So... The downside of that is we had all of these team members reporting back to us, which means the only thing that Rob and I would spend most of the time doing was signing off stuff with other people. Yes, that video edit looks really good. Oh, that's what the podcast should be. That graphic looks really good. Oh, what's happening on... All these micro decisions were all happening through us because everyone reported to us we were in the what the corporate world world would call we were the direct reports for everybody and that is a mistake and that's a mistake that happened because of the rate we were growing and not just growing financially i mean growing the things we were doing the fact that we now are pushing instagram really really hard we've got a podcast which is getting more and more successful because people seem to continue love tuning in and we're really grateful for that like we're growing all these things the league's growing the facebook group's growing everything's growing we're adding all these different things on which means we need to bring more team members in to make those things happen so we had to basically create something i hate absolutely despise which is an organizational chart we literally had to draw almost like a hierarchy when I flip and hate hierarchy because honestly, our staff, our team keep us in check. They manage us. So I def- we definitely, and I think it's the reason we never did it earlier, Rob, is because we don't see ourselves as above the staff. No. Actually, th- th- they run us, right? So we had to like link everybody. We had to say, okay, cool. Um, does Linda need to report to us? Yeah, probably does. But does the person, uh, does, does the person who edits the podcast need to report to us? Maybe not actually. Could that be under somebody else? Does the person who does the graphic design have to do that? Does the person who does our video editing need to report to us? Like, does every single person need to report to us? The answer is no. Can we create people, uh, can we create these roles within people where actually you're in charge of making sure that thing happens every single time. And we just have to report to that one person. So the first thing we want to do is remove the number of people who you directly work with and then put other people downline from them. That's the first massive thing we did. And we're still, a few months on now, working on implementing that. It hasn't all happened yet. Right. Um, and that's because stuff takes time, you know? It takes time for people to suddenly... It takes time for you to unpack all of the thought processes in your head and give those to somebody else and have them feel confident and competent in being able to do that. The next thing that we did was an exercise that we call Love, Happy, Hate. This is something that we do with, like, our mastermind groups. Uh, we've just launched and, and sold out a mastermind called Level Up, so we'll be doing this with those people. And this was one of the first times. It's an odd thing to say that Kennedy and I have been you know, mates for, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. We've, we've mm-hmm. never really sat down and had conversations about the deeper stuff, the open-hearted conversations about what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, confidence, what makes us happy, what do we want, and things like that. And so we started with this exercise called Love, Happy, Hate, which is basically you divide a piece of paper into three columns, and you it's love, happy, and hate. And in each of the columns, you put 
the things that you love doing in the business, the stuff that you just really desperately want to do in the business. So for us, that would be things like, it was things like hosting, is things like hosting our hotline coaching calls inside the league. So twice a month right now, we jump on a call uh, with the members of the league and we just sit and stand and answer questions for an hour and a half. And then mm-hmm. now we send them off into little rooms to chat and, and discuss what they've learned and then come back to the group and, and discuss again. And so that is one of our favorite things in the world to do. If we could only do one thing in the business, I think that's probably one of the things we would that would be up there as a strong contender. Yeah. And then the next, so you, you fill up, you fill out that section, all the things you just love doing, right? The next se- section is the things that you are happy to do. You don't love them. You don't hate them. If nobody else is going to do it and you can't afford or you can't afford to pay somebody else to do it or nobody else can do it like you can do it and it has to be you you're sort of happy enough to do it that's okay um can't think of what any of ours were at this point but you know it's things like you know uh i don't know they were just the things that we're sort of happy enough to to do and then the the third column is is hate those are the things you hate doing it's like we hate bookkeeping and and accountancy stuff so as it happens we already have an accountancy firm who do those things so that's okay that's taken care of so what are the things that you either currently do or might have to do that you just hate doing you don't want to have to do um that they're they're almost like non-negotiables i'm not prepared to do those things if i can get somebody else to do them and that led us to some really interesting revelations about ourselves about each other about the stuff about actually where we fit together in the business like what what kennedy's strengths are that that patch up my weaknesses and vice versa and those things really have to exist in a partnership otherwise one of you is redundant Uh, and so that worked really well and that led to us deciding on what our whys are again we're actually this probably surprises a lot of people. We're actually quite different people in terms of what we want and the lifestyle that we want and the things that make us uh, fulfilled and happy and that kind of thing. And so, again, that can lead to friction unless that conversation happens. And so it's important to have that conversation. And if you're a one-person business, it's important to have that conversation with yourself. It's important to decide, what is it that I actually want? Why am I doing this business? Because a lot of the time, and this happened with us, the business gets shaped around what you need at the time like you know i need to make this much money and this is the quickest way i can do it so i'm gonna sell power hours even though they're not very scalable and i can't charge a ton of money for them i'm gonna do them now because they're quick and i can sell them fast and before you know it you've got 40 hours a week of power hours and you might be making shed loads of money but you've got no time to do anything else you're desperately unhappy you spend your entire life fixing other people's businesses and you've got no time to work on your own it's an extreme example but that's the kind of thing that happens And so you have to be careful to actually make sure that you're shaping the business to create the business that you want to support the life that you want, rather than just getting by. You're not just doing the things you have to do to pay the bills and get by. And that's really important. So one of the things that we both happen to want to do is to travel. And so we said, right, well, in that case, how can we reshape the business that will allow us to travel without holding up the business? And one of the things we came up with out out of that conversation and the next bit was our level up mastermind. We said, great, well, how about we do a mastermind? It's going to have a thing in London, a thing in America. We'll get to travel on the business, a tax deductible tax uh, expense. And then that's going to be great. And that's how that came about. So we really paid attention to what what do we love? What are we happy to do? What do we hate? And what's our kind of big whys? What do we actually want out of this business? Why did we start the business? Yeah. And one of the other things that came out of that actually is that we wanted to get paid better because at the time we were not the by far the not not the best paid person or people in our business Mm. we've got team members and agencies and stuff like that who work with us who we've paid a lot more than we've actually been paid because we're busy doing the doing but what we got to remember is and maybe this is you as well you're like 
are you paying yourself enough? Because at the end of the day, everything is on your shoulders as the business owner or as the founder or the thought leader. It's on your shoulders and you should be paid well for that. So we wanted to switch our thinking around to how do we start to prioritize us? How do we change this so that we can start getting paid more? And that also was another thing we solved by launching the Level Up Mastermind. So we wanted to make sure that we created more pay, more income for us. We want to also make sure we're shaping the business so that when we are traveling, yes, we're getting paid to travel, which is lovely, but also we haven't built a business. We haven't decided and sold products that chain us to our desks seven days a week, which means we absolutely cannot leave and travel. We need to make sure that the, we, we don't do those things. They're like, they're set in stone. Like, hey, it's really important that we need to be free at least three days of the week during the Monday to Friday. That allows us to do this, or two days a week, whatever it's going to be. That allows us to do these things. For you, it might be to do with, I need to finish at three o'clock so I can pick the kids up. That's great. You have to have set in stone the way, the how of how your business is going to run, right? So the next thing we did is we looked at the different parts of our business and we divided it up into sections. So you look at all the different things that you offer. So for an, for example, for us, it, uh, we have our membership, the league, of course. We have our products, which are standalone in a funnel. We have, at this point, we had a plan for a mastermind and we have a email writing agency. Okay, lovely. They're the bits. So we now look at those things and we'll go, right, what's working? How are each of these things doing? And by how are each of these things doing, we mean how much effort's going into them? Do any of the activities within them fall into the love, happy, hate scenario? In which case, what are we going to do about that? Can we find somebody else to do it if it's in the hate when should we find somebody else to do it? If it's in the happy column and obviously love, you might want to keep a hold of it. And by the way, some of the stuff in that love column might not be the most profitable stuff. It might not be what you think the business owner should do. We know people who are wildly successful making considerable cash who still write their own emails, who still write their own sales letters, even though they could outsource that. Why? Because it's the thing they love. Let's remember why we've all got our business. It's so we don't have to do the stuff we don't want to do. That's why we aren't working for somebody else right now. That's why you've been brave and taken that step and you're working so hard on it. So we're going to look at what's working so we can do more of that. Okay, great. So are we making lots of sales in this area? Is it profitable? And is it profitable not just in cash terms, but in time terms as well? We've got those two assets. We've got those two pools we need to always be withdrawn from. That's time and money. So for the effort we put in, are we getting a good return as well? Also, what's broken and that, that we want to actually fix? Is there something that's just not working? And also, is there anything here that we want to get rid of? So for, a, for example, for us, um, I'm sure you, you might know this, and we've talked about this a lot with our, our league members, and that is last year, 2021, we spent a bucket load of money on Facebook ads and we decided you know this next year we're not gonna well this next two quarters we're not gonna spend money on Facebook ads we just don't want to do that because we actually feel a bit injured and we're still licking our wounds from losing tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads 
So we decided, you know what it is? We just need to recover a little bit, like an injured patient. We just need to lick our wounds and let that heal. So we're going to look at the things that you want to amplify that are working, the things that are broken that you want to fix, and the things that you want to get rid of. Is there any product, service, marketing channel, activity that you just are not going to focus on and you're going to make that conscious decision to step away from? And so... This is all really, really important stuff. We now know what's the problems, what, how, what, what could we potentially do to fix them? And again, this is all, it's all hypothetical till you actually go and actually do it and find the problems of implementation. And then the next thing to do was to map out a huge sheet of paper. And we did most of this stuff, as much as could possibly be done of this two days was done without using a computer. Sure, every now and then we might have to pop on and check something out. But generally speaking, we did this entire thing with, uh, with big sheets of flip chart paper, which Kennedy's got loads of because he's a mentalist and they've got all flip charts to write down the, ma- the magic predictions and things. Anyway, so we put out these big bits of paper and divided it up into sections to do with you know, wh- where are we actually going? Where do we want to be in three years from now? Because we never really asked that question before, which sounds ludicrous. We've never really sat and said, what would be good? What would be a good outcome of three years from now? Where do we want to be? And therefore, where do we want to be at the end of this year in order to know that we're on track to that? And then where do we want to be at the end of this quarter in order to know that we're on track towards that? And so we mapped all of this stuff out and divided really the business into sections. And we just looked at what are all the things that happen or have to happen in the business. So there's the podcast and content marketing. That's one department. There's the uh, email marketing and conversion bit. That's one department. There's the... um, the product creation, idea generation stuff, that's one department. There's the acquisition of new subscribers, that's another department which links to a couple of those. We sort of divided it up into all the bits and said, great, do we have a good, reliable way of bringing people in? Yeah, we've got a couple and we just want to perfect those, that this quarter's focus. Do we have a good way of converting people? Yeah, we've got a really good one of those. We've got our email engine that does um, that does that really well. Have we got a good way of like building long-term relationships with people through content and generating an audience that way? Yes, we've got that. That's good. And literally looking at what are all of the little moving parts that need to operate well in order for those things to be good and effective. And basically by the end of it, we left with these you know, five or six bits of paper which we took photographs of and stuck into Google Drive so we could get to them really easily. And we jumped on the train at the end of the two days. We went home. We'd had a really nice time. We felt like we had had a break from working in the business. And actually, it was a real it was a real validating thing to come away from that two days thinking, wow, I really want to be in the business less. Mm. I would like to, we, like we both decided, I think, that we would like to be in the business probably 80% less than we were right at that point. And that hasn't happened yet, right? Right now, we're still very much under the hood in the business. As opposed and I think just to, just to clarify what I mean by that, for me anyway, and we've not really discussed this, you might disagree, Rob, so feel free to chime in. But for me, the reason I want to be in the business less is because I think that by being in it less, I can have more of an impact on it. Right. Right, because I can be thinking about much more creative things that are gonna help us reach more people to improve their sales of their courses and their memberships with this awesome email marketing stuff we've got to share. And I think we wanna make sure that if we've got that mental bandwidth where we're not having to deal with stuff that members of staff can absolutely deal with, then we're able to do that and do a better job by the customer. It's not that we wanna not speak to customers anymore actually the opposite we want to understand our customers more we want to understand we want to be fully immersed in thinking about how we can supply even even more amazing campaigns for members of the league and 
answering questions and doing that stuff. But we can only do that if we're not being also pulled over to, oh, what happens if this happens on the 29th of the month and then it's not on 29th of the month next month and all these sort of this minutia. It's hard to maintain big picture clarity when you're working in the business. And here's one of the reasons why. When you're working in the business, you spend most of your life banging your head against a brick wall because something relatively unimportant isn't working. For example, I copied that piece of code from that software into my website there and I saved it and I followed the tutorial to the letter and it's not working. It might be the software's fault, it might be my website's fault, it might be the hosting's fault, it might be Amazon's fault, it might be somebody else's fault. It might be that I've put a forward slash instead of a semicolon when I copied the code and that's broken it. But it's those little things that if you're, you'll you'll spend all day combating all the time just those little annoyances that pop up everywhere and you get so bogged down in those that you totally and you see it takes you an hour to embed that video on that page that you end up a wasting tons of time that you can't spend and and you feel frustrated that you can't then give really good solid positive attention to is the business sailing in the right direction you're so busy trying to you know make a cup of tea on the ship that you can't see that the ship's about to sail into an iceberg and that's a really big problem so one of the things that we really wanted to do was that and do you know what when we got to the end of the two days we'd sort of done everything we wanted to do we sat down on the sofa we were kennedy was telling me about his new endeavors in trying to learn to dj and through all of this bit We kind of reflected on the last couple of days and I did a naughty thing. And that was that I opened my laptop and I logged back into Slack. And when I did, I sort of expected, because what we had told the staff is, feel free to message us because otherwise you'll forget what you need to ask. But we're just not going to reply for a couple of days. And when I opened it, I expected it was going to be like when you turn the key and you open the cupboard door of that storage cupboard that you rammed everything in 10 years ago and it all comes pouring down on top of you. I expected mm-hmm. to get a flood of, of dozens and dozens and dozens of messages about this customer needs this and what about this and why doesn't that work and what's this about and what's that mean? Somebody asked about this, what's that? Um, and what was really interesting was that just didn't happen. There was maybe two or three messages. There were less messages came flooding through than we would get in that two-day period ordinarily. And what it made us realize is that actually our staff, our team really didn't need us all that much when we weren't available. And that was a big realization. And that gave us the ability to actually just say, Do you know what, they can handle a lot of this stuff without us. It's a little bit like, and, and this is a bit of a flip on this, but you know when you see on a on a film, or if you've got kids, you'll have experienced this, where the dad's teaching the kid to ride a bike or the mum's teaching the kid to ride a bike and they're running along and they're holding the back of the saddle. And at some point they let go. The kid doesn't know they've let go and the kid can cycle without, without stabilizers and without being held up. It was kind of like that, except it was the dad being surprised that they could do it, not the staff, not, not the kid. Mm. Like our staff were the kid riding the bike and they were like, of course we've been able to do this all along. Like it was no big surprise to them. They didn't need us, but for us we were like wow we've like made ourselves super 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 involved in a thing we just didn't need to be involved in they totally had this without us and so that was a big realization as well and it's hard to maintain that that's the thing we're currently battling you know challenged by we're really battling that and working hard to develop ourselves and keeping each other accountable going no they can handle that they can handle that don't jump in so if you haven't ever or haven't for a while booked yourself a little two-day trip just away from home, away from the environment that you're surrounded by, getting pulled away into thinking about other stuff, including family life, including working in your business. Do it. If you're a one-person business and you've got a business bestie or you've got a virtual assistant, 
something like that do it book it go away do these two things and the really important thing is don't do any in the business stuff at all we told our partners when we're gonna you know obviously we'll say hello and good morning and then good night and stuff at the end of the night and stuff but apart from that during the day i'm gonna be staying really focused on this stuff because the more you immerse yourself in it the more of it that's gonna you're gonna consume the more of it you're gonna be surrounded by and the better the results gonna be so book yourself a two-day trip somewhere it doesn't have to be far away it can be far away that's the other thing you know one day when we're really big boys we'll be able to get on a plane and uh, and go further much further away so hopefully you found this rather unusual uh, off-piste episode useful not really a great deal to do with email marketing in this one but uh, hopefully enjoyed having a here having a little listen to uh what's going on behind the scenes here at email marketing heroes uh if you if you're not a member of the league by the way of course and you want to see what we're doing how all this impacts the stuff that we do inside the league we'd love you to come and join us you can go and do that at over at the league membership.com with all that said let's get to this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week what have you got for us yes so this one from a little while ago and the subject line is joy one comma numbers one i don't remember this tell me all about it okay so basically the the concept of the email and i'll tell you why the, the subject line works because uh, you can use this for anything the subject line in the email was sometimes in business there's stuff there's some stuff you do because you enjoy it joy one that's the score for joy and sometimes there's stuff you don't enjoy doing for me that's the numbers stuff but you have to do it in order to be able to do the stuff that brings you joy. So it was basically saying, you do one and the other. In the market that I'm working, that I'm sort of emailing here, the magician's market, um, they're mostly not going to be building a team. So you generally have to do everything yourself or maybe have one virtual assistant. So the way you could go and use this is, what are two things that you could give scores to? It has like that sort of sporting sort of reference, which is not very normal for me at all. But uh, yeah, so the idea is to give these two things a bit of a score. So it could be uh, painting one dog's nail. You know, it could be anything uh, like that. And it's just a really interesting way of grabbing people's attention uh, with some numbers in the subject line. That's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week thank you so much for listening to the whole show this week uh, we are absolutely delighted that you are stuck with us through this rather unusual episode if you haven't already make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player and we'll be back next week where we'll probably talk a lot more about email marketing how about it